Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, we're with Robbie Catter this morning on Rural Queensland today. Robbie, we haven't seen the end of this vegetation law. This is the, the drama that we're, no. we're struggling at the moment with. And I read something, and, and obviously you guys have put a quote out and, and put a press release out, but the gillnet mm. fishing laws and in your neck of the woods and also the vegetation laws that they're ramping up with these 10-point you know, recommendations... Yeah. Are, are they determined to destroy rural Queensland? Because that's that's the feeling I'm getting now. I, I, I'm not trying to be in any way disingenuous. Yeah. And I don't want to be scaremongering, Rob, but this is as bad as it gets. Well, whether they're trying to or not, it's probably immaterial because they are. Um, that's their, their priority is winning government. Their Part of their formula for winning government is chasing those green votes and beating the Greens in the cities and... Uh, there's more votes than there is in rural Queensland. So, yep, they are. Um, whether it's inadvertently or not, they're, they're coming after us. And, you know, that's why I always try and tell people in, uh, when we get these um, these issues come up and they say, well, let's try and compromise with them and let's try and offer them something on reef-fed laws that actually gives them something what they're after. Mate, there's no compromise. Like, you can compromise now, but they'll just come back in another three years to do more. <laughs> like, yeah. Or you... All you're doing is buying a little bit of time. We've got to have the fight and take on full ball, full bore, and make sure that uh, the rest of the public knows what they're doing. Um, and uh, I mean, that's the best you can do because it's no right or wrong. Like they, the, the surprising thing for me about gillnet fish in the Gulf, they just put added that on an afterthought, saying, um, and usually they've they've given this big illusion of science, and we've done a study. But this is the first time, as far as I'm aware, that they haven't even bothered doing the illusion and doing the study. And they just said, they just said, no, to be honest, this is just a deal with UNESCO. Um, and you, so you could come back and say, well, so basically you're admitting it's a perfectly sustainable fishery and catching methods and everything's fine, but you've just done this deal. And they would say, yep, that's what, that's, that's what it is. We've done a deal with UNESCO. In fact, that's what they said at the Gulf meeting in, in Corumba the other day was, Look, just get used to it. And this lady, mind you, from Fisheries with XWWF, was there telling a room in North Queensland that just get used to it because the rest of the world doesn't like gillnet fishing. Now, I haven't met the rest of the world, Dobbo, but I'm pretty sure the rest of the world, generally speaking, is not against gillnet fishing. Maybe there's the large portions, but what a stupid, large, broad-sweeping statement to say. That's why you guys have just got to give up your livelihood and let's just give up half the town of Crumbo because... Well, that, that's um, in your electorate. You, you're, how are the people feeling? I mean, that's the that that is the that is the issue that I'm struggling with now, right? I, I'm Boring, struggling with it. Anger. You know, like yeah, you know that first we talked about it for I reckon six seven years ago about the beacons, right? About yep. the warning beacons. Okay, so that's, that's it. yeah, you know, like and they had to put that. Then their bag limits. We had the bag limits. I remember that. And then we had that the licensing. Yeah. And we had white spot down at the because of biosecurity risks down at Narang. This is the whole fishing industry, seafood industry, and then we get to yep. the point now. And I'm like, how much more can these people take? Like, how much more is it? Is it that obvious now that they don't want this industry? And it's off science. It's off some scientists from UNESCO who've decided to go rightio. Okay, this is what we believe. Now, if you talk to other people in the industry who are knowledgeable, who want to have this industry preserved long term, they say, well, hang on, we've never seen better, you know, barramundi. We've never seen better qualities of, of, of stock yeah. rates. Like, 
it's completely contradictory. It is, mate. And, it, you know, here's the funny thing too, Dobbo, you know, political observation. Labor was built on being for the worker and the poorer people. That's what it was built on. If we just take the fishing alone as an example, so now you've committed rich people to be able to eat fresh fish from the ocean, but yeah. poor people will be forced to go. The, the fish markets will, will close because there's no point. A lot of these ones can't get bloody, yeah. you know, if you can't get golf court, barramundi or the whatever, that's part of their business. But So they'll close a lot of the fish markets down. Not all, obviously, but they'll close a lot of them down and um, you say, you buy your fresh fish from Coles and Woolworths that comes in from Indonesia and Vietnam. Yeah. That's where poor people get their fish now and that's what Labor's forced onto people to buy green boats. Like, how perverse is that and, like, how how far have they fallen from oh, <laughs> what it, they're supposed to represent? Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at the – I mean, Rob, you know, in the traditional sense, and I mean this genuinely, when the Labor Party started – both you and I back in Bar Calden with the shoe strike. That that was what we were about. Like you know, it was the workers' party. But they've gone away from. They're a shadow. No, so you, you you feel like you're voting for Labor. No resemblance. Not, no resemblance whatsoever. And that's that's the big thing. How big a change can you make? And how and what kind of difference can you make? You know now, trying to get some and and it's a negotiation, I suppose, with a lot of things. You just need more seats. So is that the next 12 months for you in the lead-up to the election that you're going to be putting, you know, your pre-selections obviously going to be happening. You're going to be putting members standing against in opposition seats to try and gain some more power so you can have some control of this state for the regions. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I think it's safe to say neither side bathing themselves in glory, yep. um, you know, in the public eye. So um, no one's rushing. Though I think... There'll definitely be a swing away from Labor. Uh, how big that is, who knows? But um, you know, um, this is not my opinion. This is just statistically, or if you look at the last few elections, the other is uh, is the growth market in Queensland elections. So, if we can position ourselves well, uh, particularly in rural Queensland and North Queensland, yeah, there's there's good opportunities. Um, like we've talked about, there's a lot of angry people, and and I don't, they're not angry for the sake of it because um, there's things that have got to turn around. So, uh, yeah, and I, I think the, those people in government right now, they understand the things they've done to hurt us. I think we've done a pretty good job of letting them know that and they know that they've got to deliver to make us happy. So that's the whole point of us being there is to try and put that um, pressure to swing the pendulum back and, um, and make yeah, we've got every right to expect a bit of, a bit of success uh, coming up and that's probably that's probably verified by the fact that um, the Labor government's been very friendly to us in the last few sittings. Is, um, I guess they've, they've got better look at all the polling data than I do. Do you have a lot of people coming? Do you have a lot of people coming to you at the moment wanting to stand? I mean, this is—I I don't want to get too heavy in, into it at the moment because I know we're a year yeah. out. But yeah. I mean, you—you you would be planning an assault. Yeah, my word, um, mate. Um, this is, you know, this has been three years in the making. This is the last one. I'm still angry from the last election. Um, and, um, yeah, um, you know, we think we know where we can make them hurt, and that's our intention. And if we're successful, that's good. Um, if we can test them and win in seats, that's good. But um, if we can just make them hurt, and um, and that's both sides to an extent. Both sides have got to represent rural Queensland better. And, um, 
yeah, we, we've done a we've done a good job. But yeah, no, no, I'm more ambitious than that. I don't want to just be. No. Um, to, I don't want to just turn the dial. I want to have people in power so that we can affect this change. And I do. I do honestly believe the winds of change are coming, Dobbo. Um, there's been a few few little things happening in um, in the social um, in the social context in politics in in Australia lately that um, give me a little bit of hope that um, and you know that yes vote that came through. There's just people starting to awaken. Sorry, the no vote that comes through on the referendum. I think there's just a bit of awakening of Australia that's um, had enough and and ready to ready to um, make, make that statement at the polling booth. At the polling booth. Appreciate your time this morning, as usual, on a Monday morning. Thanks so much for being with us, Robbie Catter. Thanks, Dolo. Good to chat. We'll take a break, come back with more.